You think you know me. Boys, welcome back to episode 29 of the Booth Review Podcast. Uh, episode 28 was released earlier this morning, so go check that out. But episode 29, we've got an electric episode for you, as always. When is any episode not going to be electric? We don't we don't promise anything less than electricity. We've of got course. Fonz here with me today. Fonz, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing the same as I was a couple of days ago. If you guys have listened to episode 28, just came out. Go watch it right now or hell, listen to it because you can't watch it. But, um, you know, I'm bored. I'm at home and I'm grinding NCAA video games. There's really not much to it. Brandon, how are you doing, bud? I'm all right. My car got hit today. Oh, car accident <laughs> time. Brandon's personal grievances against this one guy who hit his car. Let's hear it. it it's not a fun. It's not a fun experience. Uh, so oh, luckily I got hit. It, luckily, it wasn't as bad as it as it could have been. Uh, the the thing that that bothered me, that really grinded my gears, was the principle of it all. It was a hit and run. <laughs> so so not only did my my not to brag my 2019 Jeep Wrangler, oh not only did my 2019 Wrangler with the with the convertible roof on top, not only did that get hit, but the the people who hit it dipped when when they hit it. So here's the story. Chase and I, you all know Chase. He's on this podcast. Uh, we were, it was a nice day out today. It was pushing 60 degrees where we live. We live on the water. We're like, we were done with online classes. We decided let's go, uh, let's just go take a drive. Maybe walk by the beach. What, you know, what have you stuff like that. And, uh, basically we go to this like parking lot. We parked the car and it was the last spot left in the car, uh, in the, in the lot. So we pulled in. I'm like, are there any spots left? And Chase like, there's one right there. It's like in the corner. So I'm like, sick, let's take it. Get the last spot. We eat our lunch and then we go and we go to like to walk around this like park. We're like chilling up at the park for probably 20 minutes. We come back down to the parking lot. As we're walking down to the parking lot, we see like a, a crowd of people kind of start to form. And mind you, it's like midday during quarantine. So this was odd for people to be like, focused on one thing i'm like oh what's going on down there i didn't know if someone was like you know having a heart attack or, or if there was like a turkey in the road or what but there was a there was a crowd forming in the parking lot so we walk a little bit closer and there's like a crowd forming people are like just watching looking in the general direction of my car um i said to chase i'm like what's going on and he's like i don't know we walk a little closer there's there's a green car green subaru i took a, i took a picture of it directly behind my car the the passenger door in the back so the back passenger behind the driver was open and there was a guy touching my tail light so i was like what's he doing to my car and then i put two and two together i'm like oh shit did they hit my car and chase is like it looks like they hit it so we we walk up and we're walking we're walking and we're trying to figure out like what they're doing because now there's like a big crowd of people watching this this guy's like touching my tail light so i'm like what's he doing to my car to give him a little like warning shot to let him know that the owner was there i unlocked the car from like 50 feet away so it like the lights go on and the the click goes off the doors unlocking he like jumps back turns around sees us walking towards the car i've got the keys in my hand he gets in the green car and they drive off <laughs> You got a license plate? We got the plates. There you go. I looked at Chase and he looked at me and we smiled because we got the plates. But anyway, 
we didn't actually see him hit the car, but we saw the damage on the back of the car. It wasn't as bad as like, you know, my car's not totaled or anything. It's scratched in the back. And uh, I came home and I was like, well, fuck. Uh, I told my parents like someone just hit and ran me, but I was it was a parked car. So my mom was like, oh, we should call the police. So she called the non-emergency line. I kid you not. I will show you the video right now. I'll put it up on the screen if I end up putting this on, if this part on Instagram. I kid you not, my mom calls the non-emergency line of the police. They show up to the house. Here's <laughs> here's the video. That, like the, they showed up to the house. They like were looking at the car, and the guy was like taking pictures of the damage, and he like asked me to give like a statement or whatever. So I gave my statement, and I told him, I'm like, hey, you want another statement? My guy Chase is, you know, 10 minutes down the road. Let's go get him to get a statement because he's like, you know, it's tough that you didn't see the accident. But he's like, you know, obviously common sense. You put two and two together. Your car is hit in the back. A guy got out of his car to look at the back of the car. There was a crowd of people. Common sense tells you that he hit the car. So he says, you know, this guy, this guy, you know, this police officer says that he's going to look into it. And he he was very helpful and said that he's going to run the plates and go and look at the car, find the address, look at the car and see if there's damage on that car yeah, on the side on the side where he hit me. So that's where we're at right now. I got a call on my phone while I was eating dinner from a number that I didn't recognize. It says from Mass. So I don't know if maybe this is the guy calling to apologize after he hit and ran me. It's like either that or bitch. someone calling her <laughs> social security number. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's it's one or the other. So if this guy's calling to apologize, apology not accepted. Because we were probably standing 10 feet away from each other. You saw me unlock my car and you decided to run off like a little bitch. So no, apology not accepted. Pay me my money. Better bring me my money. Yeah, so that's how I'm doing. <laughs> long story long. Uh, my car was hit today and I'm a little frazzled, but I'm ready to do the podcast. I know how rarely you use that word, Brendan. <laughs> Listen, through, through tough times, I, I prevail. I, I, I've told you this before. I am at my best when under pressure. So here I am. A tragedy has happened in, 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 to my car, but you don't see me taking the night off from the podcast. I am here because I care too damn much about this podcast. That's my two cents. Let's get right into it. Sorry if I bored you with that story. I thought it was a pretty interesting story that, that my car got hit and ran today. That doesn't happen very often to people. So, yeah. Uh, after, my, <laughs> after my car got hit, I was sitting in my bed uh, scrolling through Instagram, and I saw, like, a Little League World Series highlight, and I was like, man, this is juicy, juicy, juicy content for a podcast tonight. So I want to talk about it first. I want your thoughts. Do you like? Do you like the Little League World Series? Did you yeah. like it? Do you still like it? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I love the Little League World Series for one reason: is to see dreams being crushed. You know, when you see a team who's like they lose in like extra innings, and it's a bunch of young kids. Kid lifts up a grand slam. So the pitcher lifts up a grand slam. Kids hopping around the base. He just hit a walk off to win the game. Right? Kids just sobbing on the mound. You, you're telling me you don't like to watch that? Uh, I, I like to watch that, but here's my issue, Fonz. Uh-oh. That that may have been the Little League World Series of, of, of the 2000s and maybe the early 2010s, but this is 2020. This We are in a whole new society now. 
the last time I saw a Little League World Series pitcher crying on the mound was a good decade ago. <laughs> I know, but I still watch the highlights every the day. The game has drastically changed since then. <laughs> let me tell you Let me tell you a little bit about my philosophy, okay? Car- Carp and I are very similar. We're competitive people. We are, you know, I'm I'm not all for the participation trophy bullshit. I'm not for Fuck give everyone, shit. yeah, give everyone a trophy because they played. You know, there are no winners and losers. You know, it's about you know, it's not about who wins or loses. It's about having fun. And there's a good quote who says, "I guarantee whoever said that lost the game." And that's so facts that you know some loser came up with that quote. I mean, life is about winning. It is about winning. Why do you think I started TBR Sports? To win, baby. We are the definition of winners. And let's just say we don't lose. We're undefeated. We don't like take my idol, Like my idol, LeVar Ball. <laughs> my personal hero. We, we, we don't lose. Like we, we are the definition of, of winning. Like look at me winning right now. That's a winner right there. You see me stressing about anything? Sitting in my basement, my car just got freaking hit and run. I'm wearing a visor. My hair is probably longer than Troy Palamalu. Do you see me stressing? No. Winning, baby. It's all about winning. Johnny Manziel, Money Manziel. Winning. It's about winning. Life is about winning. It's not about losing. So here's here's where I here's where I draw the line for the Little League World Series. Kids standing on the mound. Uh and let me check what inning it is. It was like it was a big game, I think. I think it was like it was like Was this the Grand Slam highlight? Maybe. So I don't like, even know. I saw a highlight today where it's like this is like the the most important part of the game, it's like bottom of the ninth or something. Yeah, Grand like Slam. Extra innings. Yeah. <laughs> Kid hits a Grand Slam on the and the pitcher just looks at the ball like, Wow, that, that went a long way. That's, that's <laughs> where I draw the line. When you're a little league pitcher, bottom of the ninth, base is juiced. This this absolute tank steps up to the plate. You throw him a, an absolute meatball down the middle and he takes you for a ride. This is where I draw the line. When you stare at the ball in astonishment, you are so I don't know, it was like the kid was happy. The, the kid was bad at the game. The kid, know? the pitcher was excited that he just let up a grand slam. He was like, Wow, would you look at that? I just let up that grand slam. No. Stick his ass in an Uber and send him back home. And here's the you thing, just he let up have... a game-winning, a game-losing Grand Slam. Why are you excited about that? He's not <laughs> taking on the Matt Fonzie slash Ricky Bobby mentality of if you ain't first, then you're last. Because when you lose a game, when I lose a game, and let's say it's, it's, uh, it's JV ice hockey, right? Love JV ice hockey. I've never been good at hockey. But if you lose a game like 3-2 to two, and you had the chance to score a goal to tie it up with the goalie pulled, you lose a game 3-2, to two, I am crushed at the end of the game. I try to hide it, don't get me wrong, because it's a JV sport, but I'm living. I don't go in the locker room and go, oh, you tried, boys. It was a great, it was a great even, effort. Like, not even after the game, mid-game, the Little League World Series has become a, a soft factory. The, the kid With hits the a home run. Of Big Al. With the exception of Big Al. No, 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 no. Come on. Come <laughs> on. The kid, kids are hitting home runs, and the second baseman are like high-fiving him. The, I saw a clip from last year where the third baseman ran like, all the way to first just to high-five the kid running around the bases. It's like, what are we doing? It's like we're, we're out there picking strawberries. No, if if I am the pitcher on the mound who just gave up a game-losing Grand Slam, I'm livid. 
I'm livid with myself. I'm livid with the catcher who told me to throw one instead of three. I am livid with my coach who stuck me in there for six innings. I'm livid with the first baseman who's been talking all kinds of shit all game. And we just went, the kid went yard on me. I, I am livid. I'm not like, oh, that was a really good hit. Oh, actually, actually, I'm okay with that. I'm so glad that I just got juiced on a grand slam. Because it was a really good hit. It was a really fundamental hit. When you go back and look at the swing tactics, it was really fundamental. No! Get out! That kid's off the team. You are kicked off the team. You are permanently banned from the Little League World Series. That is not what Little League World Series baseball is about. I will never be excited for the opponents. When the Blues beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup, I left the game early. I didn't stick around and watch the ceremony. Oh, congratulations to the Blues. Look at that. It's a trophy. No, I left. I wasn't excited for the Blues for winning their first Stanley Cup in over God knows how many years. I was pissed. I wasn't high-fiving Blues fans who were sitting in the section next to me. No, I left. I was livid. And it's the same mentality. You either win or you lose. And if you lose, you are a loser. And you have to fix that. You are not excited for the winners. You are pissed that you lost. This kid needs to be sent back to Greenwich, Connecticut, where he can learn sports etiquette. Get back to the Little League World Series next year and throw absolute bombs to his catcher. He's going to give his catcher a damn broken wrist because he's throwing 87 miles an hour and they're going to win the Little League World Series. And they are not going to shake any hands. No sportsmanship. Throwing out the window for 2020. Uh, I don't know, how I, don't know how, I like, how I follow that up. But let me just say this. If you go into a game with the mentality of let's just go and have fun, you are already a loser. You've you've lost my interest to play with you in this like on a team. That's not how I how I how I function. It just doesn't work like that. I go into a game ready to demolish the other team. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm down eight to one in a JV hockey game, for example, against the school Middlesex. Not a great look. They were a dirty team. Not the way they play, but the way they just were cheap. They didn't play the game right. They didn't play hockey. But we were down 8-1, to one, and we still played. We still laid body. We still smashed guys into the boards, even though our guys were getting smashed into the boards. If someone got hit, we went after the guy who hit him. We go and attack for our team. We stood up for ourselves not to have fun, but to show them that we're not loser-losers. We played to win, even though we were down seven goals in the third period. I don't play to travel an hour and a half to some preppy school in southern Massachusetts to lose 8-1. to one. I go out there to prove to them that I can play, that I have the effort and the mentality, and that I can go out there and show them who the fuck is boss. And guess who's boss, baby? It's you. me. It's you. It's all the members of TBR Sports because we're all winners. We're all winners. All we do is win. That's all we get is that cash money productions, baby. I don't care if you're God. If you're God and I'm playing you, I don't care who you are. I go to win. If I'm playing a game of football, note that I've never played football in my life, and I'm playing against, say, Tom Brady's the quarterback I'm against, given how about 2007 Tom Brady's who I'm against. I'm not going to go there and say, I'm about to get my ass kicked. No! Well, I would never say that. I go there and I say, let's put up a fight and let's beat them. That's not, that's like, it's not worth going if you're going to lose. You go to win, you play to win, and if you're a loser, then you're a loser. You, you do not play to have fun. You play to win the damn game. <laughs> you do not accept being a loser. Never settle for having fun. Settle for being a victorious, a champion, and a winner. 
That's I never you... want to hear anybody talking about the silver lining of losing ever again. Oh, I got a silver medal. You should have got gold. I got a bronze medal. Just get off the podium. Exactly. Gold is what we want, and gold is what we will get. I use I use bronze medals as coasters, Fonzie. Are you kidding me? I use them as liquid copper to create new things in my house. It's not worth having the metal. <laughs> I melt it down, and I build a mug out of it. Listen, I put a kid through my wall in my basement in mini hockey one time. Anything's on the table. That's the most competitive sport in basement history. Don't like just. I'm Anthony sorry. Frezzoloni, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm still sorry that I did that to you, but I put a damn Frez-sized hole in my basement wall in a game of mini hockey. It was a dirty hit. I'm not gonna lie. It was from behind. I saw the numbers. I still did it. Do I regret right. it? No. Why'd you do it to win? That's why. What do, What do you want me to apologize? I'm not gonna apologize. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. But I refuse to apologize. Listen, it's, if I see if the, when the Little League World Series is played again, probably in 2021 because of virus, uh, if I see uh, another s- little scrawny 10 year old second baseman going high five, you know, uh, uh, the kid from the Dominican Republic, David Ortiz Jr., who just jacked a grand salami on his team. If I go and see field. that kid fist bump him. The little, the little League World Series, in my opinion, is canceled from now until ever. Canceled. We're starting our own Little League, TBR Little League. Winners, losers. No handshakes after the games. You and I are the coaches. If anything, there's bench-clearing brawls to end the game. That's how we respect each other because we're both going to win. If That's you don't mentality. Win, no bus ride home. I'm taking that Coach Boone mentality. We're running hills in the rain until you can get it through your heads that we are winners. I respect my players. I'm not friends with my players. If we're gonna if we're gonna show up to a Little League World Series game in Cooperstown, New York, and lose to the team from upstate New York, we are running hills for a week straight in thunder and lightning. No water will be provided. You can drink the rain. That's my mentality now. That's my mentality in the 2021 TBR Little League World Series. And let me just say. <laughs> If it's acid rain, deal with it. <laughs> Quick segue, if you're interested in playing in our Little League World Series baseball tournament in 2021, what are the chances we actually us. have one of those? <laughs> we should find local kids who, who don't like to lose and just make the most competitive baseball league. We sign a deal with ESPN. The real Little League World Series goes out of business because everyone likes to watch the competition. And we're rich. We're rich. Big that's money. My, that's my take on it. Speaking of being soft, I want to talk about something real quick. Just, I know I probably shouldn't do this. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So we started, we started new shows at TBR Sports. New, new podcasts. And we talked about it on episode 28. Go listen to all of them because they're great. They're, real, they're really fun. I mean, it's, they're good shows. What do you want me to say? They're good shows. I, I think it's I think that in no way should we lose our, you know, ball out mentality, to put it to put it frankly. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I feel like that like I don't know. I, I think we have the liberty to do and say what we want, and I think that we can do and say what we want whenever we want, however we want, why ever we want. I don't even know if why ever is a word. 
Probably it is, is now. It is now. Why ever? New word invented by TBR Sports. Trademark. <laughs> Copyrighted. <laughs> TM. <laughs> Color code said documents TM. <laughs> that's, a, that's a verbal trademark. You can't break that. Nope. I'll give you part B of part two. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a whole part. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not going to give away my plan. Will Arnett is funny. That guy is funny. Good episode. That, that was a pretty good episode, to be totally Really honest. good episode. Search Committee Part 1. Yeah, Jim really Perry, good. Robert uh, California. <laughs> when Robert California, do you feel heard right now, Jim? You can answer me. Yes. That was your choice, not mine. <laughs> I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> you don't even know my real name. I will not be blackmailed. <laughs> by some ineffectual soft penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me? Go ahead. <laughs> but you're I'm gonna sorry, be surprised he, by how quick. <laughs> he's such a good character. <laughs> he really he he did such a good job at filling that one season void before they brought like David Wallace back and all the old characters back. Yep. He did a good job of filling the Will Ferrell void, the Michael Scott to Will Ferrell like no, and then the Will Ferrell void to like no manager where like Dwight was manager for like a episode and then shot and that shot a gun. gun and then creed was manager and creed business that that started to spiral out of control Bo body Bo body what is the first b what are we doing making acronyms business <laughs> good kevin i like it i like it and spells business b-i-z-n-e-s-s n-u-s business it's so good all right that's what you were talking about yeah, before we go on to our next segment in the podcast, I just want to make it clear that A, there there is there's healthy competition between the shows, but there is no like real tension between the shows. Uh, I mean, socially distant Robbie Carpentier um fucks the, the the morning show and uh, oh, what's the basketball one called? Shit. Sorry, Clap. it's cuz the No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Crunch time. Fuck. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it, he had a show at Providence College called Talk and Game, and that's how I remember it, so that was stuck in my head. Crunch, between, between crunch time, socially distant, Robbie Carpentier's TBR morning show recorded at night, and the actual Booth Review podcast, which this is, there, there is absolutely no tension or like competition. We're not trying to pin the shows against each other. We want all the shows to thrive and succeed. That being said, <laughs> little, little disclaimer. If you're gonna... Talk shit and <laughs> call your show the flagship show after three episodes and, uh, you know, try to throw shade at our show and say that, you know, we're this and we're that and then get mad when we talk shit about your show in retaliation. Stream more than three people, please. <laughs> I mean... Not to brag, I mean, TV, the, this podcast, The Booth Review, did 700 streams last week, and we didn't upload an episode last week. Socially Distant had a really good debut, like 100 streams in the first few days. D Robbie Carpentier's TBR Morning Show is trying to throw shade, but they only have like three streams. So, th like, you need the credibility before you can talk, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm only I'm here if I don't get fined. I'm not going to lay over and take this nonsense if they're only streaming three people in their first three episodes. That's all I have to say about that. Next I, topic. I'm please. only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Just wanted to throw right. that out there. We don't talk about golf ever. 
we're gonna talk about golf today. We need we need to talk golf more, bro. I we love know there's golf. people out there who want a golf podcast. It's coming in the future. Just a, a golf podcast is coming. Maybe not like tomorrow, but it is coming in the future. But we know that there's a lot of people who want us to talk about golf on here. And what better time than now when like the golf world has made the most strides in returning to to live play amidst the coronavirus epi- a pandemic. So, Fonzie, you're a big golf guy. Uh, you and I both play golf, but you're obviously the superior being when it comes to that sport. Uh, talk talk to me a little bit about the Masters, which were supposed to be last weekend. And it's tough because that was like, you know, uh, my dad told me this. Once in a blue moon does Masters Sunday and Easter Sunday fall on the same day. It was, and, I remember. And it, was, and it was also like the nicest day outside. It was like 55 and sunny in like the first weekend of April. Would have been like the golf day of the year if courses mm-hmm. were open. So like it's tough that that's not going to happen. But it is the week before Thanksgiving now. So talk a little bit about what we can expect from the Masters. Yeah, so the Masters have now been moved to November 12th through the 15th that whole weekend there. Um, I mean, it's an as Jim Nance would say, it's an event unlike any other. It, it's the most unique championship in golf, in sports. It's just it's something different. People who don't like watching golf watch the Masters. Mm-hmm. The Masters are kind of like that's the flagship program for golf. And just being Augusta National, the atmosphere, the players, the, the history, the part three contest, everything about it was remarkable to the fan. And when the players got to play there, it's even more special. And even last year, probably one of the most memorable Masters ever. Tiger Woods down two strokes in the final round to start the round. Mm-hmm. Goes up. Francisco Molinari goes in the water on Amen's corner. Tiger takes a lead. He two putts for the victory on 18. Crowd goes wild. Tiger season. Tiger's back. Now, like, it gives people something to watch. Tiger's now chasing Jack for the most majors of all time. It gave people something to watch. And this was going to be the first major of the season. So people were obviously ready to watch it happen again. Because Tiger, if he's going to win anywhere again, it's going to be Augusta. Augusta's where he always plays his best. But now that it's canceled and all these events are postponed and the Open has actually been canceled officially, there will not be a 2020 Open Championship over overseas. We have three majors now. We have the PGA, we have the U.S. Open, and we have the Masters all later. And now that it's gone from this week, Easter Easter weekend or like even the week before that when the Masters were, that was a time to be alive for a golf fan. Yeah. I remember when I was in probably fourth grade, I, I, I played, we had a lacrosse game and it was Sunday of the Masters. And I said, we're getting home, we're watching the Masters. This is when Jordan Spieth, not, not came out of nowhere, but like no one expected him to go out there and win the Masters. He goes out, he wins, the, the world goes bonkers because who is this kid? The Masters is a place for people to make a name for themselves. And that's exactly what Spieth did there. Ricky Fowler's been top 10 of the Masters countless times. He's making a name for himself. He already has. He's now a, a, an elite golfer on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods, the best golfer to ever live in my eyes. People say it's Jack. I mean, you can debate that. But Tiger Woods got his start in major championships at the Masters when he blew the competition away. Winning by, what is it, eight strokes on, on Sunday? He won yeah. by eight strokes at the Masters. I'm sorry, but that's insane. Tiger Woods wearing his red shirt and black pants? Sorry, it's just, it's, it's just something that golf fans and sports fans around the world will miss. We're going to have to wait till November. 
It's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the beautiful green of Augusta National. The trees. No, I, I think you. I think it might be interesting because of the foliage. I'm I'm a big fan of foliage. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know that about me. Kind of, you know, one of the little anecdotes. Uh, get to know me. Uh, I love foliage. Uh, so I, especially in Augusta, Georgia, I think that the foliage in the autumn season, especially at the turn of Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, will be just remarkable and breathtaking. It's going to be different. It's going to be, it's it's gonna be, gonna different, be really definitely. different. That's my mentality going into like all these events that are going to be postponed. Like, let's, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for the Masters to be played in November. Let's live it up. Let's 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 not you know let's not complain about it not being in April because it'll be in April for for the rest of time, unless this goes really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's mean, the only like thing. Wouldn't it have been sick if it was on Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh my god, that would have been like like day one was on Thanksgiving. Yeah, day one Thursday Thanksgiving, and then day two is Black Friday, and then Black you got Friday, the weekend. Like we, that would have been awesome. <laughs> we go shopping. We get we get some some stuff for some good deals. We come home. We watch the rest of the Masters. Saturday, mm-hmm. you're sitting on your couch. You're doing nothing. It's great. You watch the Masters all day. And on Sunday, precious Masters Sunday, live on CBS with Jim Nance commentating, the Masters, the final round, the big shebang, what it's all and, about. And then Monday is Cyber Monday. And then you get to stay in your house, go on <laughs> Amazon, and get good deals. On on Masters merchandise. Exactly. It's a marketing ploy. Or you I, make your own. That would have been really cool, though, because Thanksgiving just uh, – I, I remember they did the Tiger versus Tiger Phil, Phil fiked up match on Black Friday the day after. Uh, I feel like golf on Thanksgiving would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely sick. Football, it's there. Like, oh. They used to have hockey on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Oh, it's there. Golf? Oh, that would really be there. Imagine, imagine you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table, and and this also adds, you know, fuel to the fire. I I have my Thanksgivings at a country club, so uh, we actually eat in the country club. So imagine, put put yourself in my shoes for a second, Fonz. It's gonna I take a your second. shoes. It's gonna my, take a second. My, it should it should small. take longer than that. The it should take longer than small, that. Though. For you to put yourself in my shoes should take a little bit longer than that. Take a pause. Take a brief pause. Breathe in and breathe out. Okay, Are you there? Okay. Got it. Are you there? Got it. Good. Yep. Good. On. You're sitting down in a country club dining room. You're overlooking a beautiful par three course with foliage. Mind you, there's foliage. There is multiple flat screen TVs behind the bar in this in this country club. One has the Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving because they always play at 12:30 on Thanksgiving Day. One has. Uh, I don't know. Another football game, a stupid football game. Uh, Name me a team. The Packers usually play on Thanksgiving. The Bears Bears always play on Thanksgiving. The Bears usually play the Lions. Uh, But the Lions always play. And then the last TV, the biggest TV, of course, overlooks a beautiful Augusta National with the foliage, of course. You sit down. You're carving your turkey. You're carving your turkey. You dip it in the gravy boat. You have a little mashed potato and you put that on top. You take a nice, that was me taking a bite, a nice bite, gulp. You swallow. It goes down, down your gullet, through your esophagus and into your uh, stomach. Uh, 
You then take like, a nice it is then swig. dissolved by your stomach acids. You then take a nice swig of ice water. You slap the ice water down. You look up. You look at a TV that has Tiger Woods teeing off on hole 10 at Augusta National with the foliage in the back. And then you look beyond that TV. Big glass window overlooks a par 3 hole number 4 at a country club with the foliage and you just sit there and you kick your feet up and you say, I'm in this bitch. That's why the masters should be on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It would have certainly, I think, I think they're looking at ratings like for ratings sake, because everyone sees football Thanksgiving. That's the day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like CBS, like, like uh, we're golf fans. We'd, we'd watch the masters, but like for people who aren't golf fans and there's a hell of a lot of them, They'd probably stick to watching football. Oh, I think there's a way that you could work it out. How so? I really think there's a way that you could work it out. You have the 1230 game with the football, right? Lions Uh usually play at 1230. Lions usually play the Bears. They usually do three games on Thanksgiving Day now or four. They do four now. I think it's four games. No, no, no. I think it's three. I think it's 1230, 430, and 830. I think they switched it. I think it's 1230, 330, 630, and 830. I think this year there was four games. I have no idea. I forget. They, they like implemented a new schedule. You, you do a 1230 game, right? That ends maybe at the start of the second half, the masters turns on and then the masters go for the rest of the day. Now your second football game starts at three 30. You could have people whenever the commercials turn on because the commercials during Thanksgiving football games suck. Whenever the commercials are on flip over to the masters. Oh, tiger woods is on hole 13. Cool. Let's watch five minutes of that. Flip back over to the football game. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. just scored a one-handed touchdown in the end zone. Oh, flip back over to the Masters. I think it would work in- beautifully. It would be beautiful to have the Masters on Thanksgiving. It'd just be that's, so much to watch. my opinion. I think that would be the opinion of a lot of people, too. And, Brendan, you're making me kind of kind of sad right now because we don't even have the ability to watch one of those sports. Yeah, because I know. Football wasn't going to be watched anyway with the exception of the XFL. First of all, rest in peace, the XFL. We didn't talk much about that. Throw up the X. Filed for bankruptcy. I yesterday. mean, it's just that's just a tough bounce to to start your league and then oh, they two were weeks screwed. in, they were screwed. They have to shut down. But I don't think it would have lasted anyway. It so would have lasted no, three years at the max. No, there's no way to start a coinciding football league with the biggest sports entertainment and sp- competitive sports league in the world. You can't deny that the NFL is the biggest. Oh, it is, without a doubt. But let's remember, a couple of players, it's like a minor league in my eyes. You see a couple of players. P.J. Walker was signed. Mm-hmm. A couple, a tight end was signed. It was just, there was a lot of, actually, I'm happy for them. The it's XFL, a good talent showcase, but I think that trying to put it on as big a platform as it was put on, just yeah. will, that will never work in it this It served its climate. purpose, but, like, it wasn't going to last. No, it not was, at all. Yeah, no. But back back to the Masters, you know. I, I miss watching sports I, like a ton. That's all I would do, really. At night, I'd watch Center. Now I'm watching reruns of the 2011 Bruins. And oh, spoiler yeah. alert, they win the cup. <laughs> um, I'm watching the 28-3 game. I'm watching the 2013 Red Sox World Series. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, what the hell? Imagine imagine living in, like, um, uh, Minnesota. Yep. What what reruns are they showing? <laughs> the Wild. Yeah, uh, no, that was the Minnesota North Star. 
The they're Viking. Watching, okay, they're they're watching Stefan Diggs touchdown. America, they're watching over America. and over and over it's again like, for the past three oh. weeks. They're watching Brett Favre highlights over and over again. Like what Brett are they? Favre. The the Twins. What are you watching? Joe Mauer play catcher? No, they're <laughs> just watching Major League, just on a repeat. Uh, uh, that's, that's Minnesota. The oh, it's Cleveland. Shit, they have nothing wow. to watch. They have they have nothing to watch. They're watching, they're watching Joe Maurer frame the ball. <laughs> That's all they're doing. It's 2007 Joe Maurer. Boom, frame. Boom, frame. Joe Maurer, one of the most underrated catchers of all time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, if you think I remember about he like, was on the cover of like MLB The Show, like, 07. Yeah. Frame. Frame. All day. We're just like framing. It, like, now we're thinking about it like this, right? What are other people watching? Like, we're, we're from Boston. We're, we're title town. Yeah. We're lucky. But you look at New York. They're going to watch the Yankees win. They're going to watch the helmet catch. And they're going to watch the Rangers win in 94. That's what they're going to watch. But then you look at, let's say, Miami. They're going to watch the Heat reruns. They have something to watch. But then you look at Oakland. Uh, I guess they have the Warriors, but that's more that's more San Francisco. That, that's Raiders. San Fran, yeah. Yeah, they, the Raiders? What did they do? Nothing. The A's? What did they do? They watched Moneyball. They watched Moneyball. They watched Moneyball. Coco okay. Chris. Woo! What was the movie? Uh, strongest Million Dollar Arm or something? Of yeah. the two cricket players? Like, one of them signed to the A's, I think. <laughs> one was an A, one was a Pirate. Pirate, yeah. What, what, what are people... Oh, no, Pittsburgh's got... They've got the Steelers. They, they were in a Super Bowl. Penguins. Penguins won a cup of cups. Billy... Uh, Eagles. I mean, no, I mean, they can watch the Eagles. They can watch. How, they can how watch many Foles. times can you relive Nick Foles? Uh, yeah, I don't. They can watch Ron Hextall score in the postseason in hockey as a goalie. Watch Ron Hextall hack the shit out of Wayne Gretzky's back hind quarters. Yep, yep. Uh, Colorado. What's Colorado got? They've got uh, Ray the Bork's abs. cup. <laughs> yeah, they got Ray Bork's cup. The abs have two cups. Um, the Nuggets. No, the Broncos won a Super Bowl. The Broncos, that was a shitty Super Bowl, though. I wouldn't watch that it. That was a really bad Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50 was so bad. Oh, it my God. It was so overhyped. So, I remember Super Bowl 50. I was I was in this room watching, uh, and I had some some chicken from from a spot that I'd never been to before. Bad idea. Note to self, do not eat chicken from a restaurant you've never been to before. And you may be asking me, Brendan, how are we going to find the new chicken spots? You're not. You just stick to what you know, okay? Trust me. Okay, trust me. I, I, trust I you. ate some I ate some suspect chicken before the game. Uh, Super Bowl party here at my house. I got the worst stomach ache of my life. I was on the toilet for the the better part of the first half. Well, you when, didn't miss much. <laughs> when Cam Newton's meltdown started. Uh, there it I, is, Cam Newton meltdown. Sorry. When I think of Super Bowl Fifty, I just think of memories of me wailing in front of the toilet because I ate some bad chicken. You know so, what I think about, though? I forgive think about, me if it's a sore subject. <laughs> I think about Cam Newton running towards a fumble, seeing Denver players go Not near the football, on it. <laughs> and he just backs away. Like he didn't even he didn't not make an effort. He made an effort to not make an effort. No, no. He, like, he like, looked around. Put his hands up. He, he saw like, like, ah, no, 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 no. That's why I don't want him because he's a pussy. But that's besides the point. That's, that, we, already that. <laughs> we already went over that. We already went over that. But, yeah. um. Like what? What does Carolina have? They have the 2006 Stanley Cup. Uh, I mean, the Panthers made like a, two Super Bowl appearances. They lost both times. But. Yeah, to the Patriots and to the Broncos. Um, Charlotte Hornets. Oh, <laughs> the, <Bobcats. laughs> 
the Hornets. Um, yeah, I really did. Like, it's uh, you're blessed in this time to be from Boston because you have stuff to watch on TV at least. Yeah, like, especially. Can, uh, we're not. Uh, yeah, I'm sad that the Bruins are in the playoffs, but at least I'm I'm not a Dallas Stars fan. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm not an Arizona Coyote. Knowing that I'll never like, at least I'm not a Canucks fan. Knowing I'll never get that opportunity again. The Bruins will be fine. We'll, we'll win another Stanley Cup next year. The Canucks, I don't, I can't even guarantee you that they're going to make the playoffs next year, Fonzie. Yeah, I know the Canucks are a hit or miss team. It's like, I don't know. They I had the Sedin's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but think about it. They, they had the Sedin's. They had Roberto Luongo. They had Alexander Burrow. They had Ryan Kessler. They had a team set up. To maybe win. Sorry, but when Patrice Bergeron and Daniel Paye and Mark Recchi and Rich Peverly and all these studs come in and beat you in seven games, given that the seventh game was a four-to-zip shutout with Brad Marchand locking in two goals on you. A rook. Oh, my God. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I've got a Tim Thomas (laughs) picture, and i got a Bergeron holding the cup. The the 2011 Canucks were the 2019 Bruins, and you can't convince me yeah. otherwise. And the Blues yeah. of 2019 were the 2011 Bruins. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I Sorry, don't. I was taking a swig of my beverage. Sorry for the dead silence while I was drinking. All right, I just want to touch on this quickly before we log off. This was a you know nice little quickie. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to rant about the Little League World Series and uh, and talk some golf. Uh, before, uh, yeah, yeah, never mind. I'll do that at the end. Uh, if you listen to the episode one of the socially distant podcasts, you would know that we talked and follow our Instagram actually because I posted about it. You would know that we talked about Lil Huddy and Charlie Demelio a few days ago. Uh, they were still together when we talked about them. Fonzie, did you did you hear the news? Are you are you all caught up? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm caught up because you put it on the TVR story. <laughs> Lil Huddy and and Charlie Demelio were gone. They broke up, and I think we're I think we're at fault. <laughs> I really think we're at fault here. <laughs> I mean, when you have an influential person such as Brandon Willett on a podcast with another influential person, Michael Lynch, you can't do nothing but persuade someone to do something that involves their personal life. I mean, I don't know if I went a little too hard on the kid, but Lil Huddy, uh, I'm pretty sure you're rude with him. He pulled the plug today on uh, on Charlie D'Amelio. They said it was mutual. Please, no. It was def- it, it definitely wasn't mutual. They definitely listened to the podcast, and it caused a rift between the two. If you're unfamiliar, uh, I basically – first we said that Lil Huddy like, – like this was a stupid relationship. Like, like, like either say you're dating or say you're not dating, but he was like, oh, we're taking – we're not dating, but we're like exclusive, whatever. Like he was in first grade. He's like, oh, I really like her a lot. Uh, just, we just hold say, hands. Dude, you're like, you have like 30 million followers on Instagram. Just say that you're dating, honestly. And uh, so, yeah, basically we tore him to shreds. We tore the relationship to shreds. And now today the relationship was torn to shreds literally because they broke up. And I can't help but feel responsible. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't a coincidence. Let's be real. Brendan no. Willett and Michael Lynch released the first – was it the first episode of Socially Distant? Yep. The first episode of Socially Distant is released. Charlie D'Amelio and Lil Huddy are exclusive. A day later, after Brendan and Michael tear them to shreds, boom, relationship's gone. They're over. It was mutual. I'm sorry, but 
I'm pretty sure you had everything to do with it. Listen, it's not a coincidence when episode one of the Socially Distant podcast comes out ripping them to shreds, and a day later, they decide to socially distance themselves from each other permanently forever. This my just my opinion. I think they listen to the podcast. So the positive takeaway for me is, hey, Lil Huddy and Charlie D'Amelio listen to our podcast. The negative takeaway is like, oh, we caused them to break up. Oh, so sad. Oh, whatever. That's a real bummer <laughs> for a 15-year-old with 35 million followers. Yeah, she'll get over it. She'll be fine. I'm not that upset about causing it. A little. In fact, I'm proud of you. Really? <laughs> I'm just proud of you. You know, right. you, you, you did a tough thing, and that tough thing was breaking love's eternal bondage apart. Mm-hmm. And you did I it. I did, man. yeah. You I did, did it. it. You know I why? Because you're a winner. You don't take no for an answer. That's why. <laughs> I did it. It was me. It was all me from the oh, start. And, and Lynchy. Lynchy had a little bit to. I knew it the whole time, buddy. <laughs> okay, Kevin. And you her. didn't know. And you didn't know. And you didn't, you didn't freaking, freaking know. know. But I, I knew. He knew. Yes. I was actually referencing when Dwight and Jim bust Kelly. But <laughs> that worked, too. <laughs> You didn't know. Sorry, I can't. I can't. I gotta stop. Yeah, but speaking of socially distancing yourselves, if you, the listener, are socially distanced at home right now, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I could use some new clothes, head on over to Fendo Designs on Instagram. That's fendodesigns.myshopify.com or at Fendo Designs on Instagram. Some pretty cool clothes, some pretty cool streetwear, lifestyle apparel, really cool custom sneakers if you're into that, which we are, obviously. We're going to order ourselves a nice little crate of TBR sneakers. 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 <laughs> Woo! <laughs> sneakers. Yeah. Uh, so if you are uh, if you want to do some online shopping, you've got some uh, money to spend, maybe uh, severance from getting laid off from your job that no longer exists because of virus, uh, head on over to fendodesigns.myshopify.com. You have the TBR cosign on that one. So, yeah. That should pretty much do it for this episode of The Booth Review. So what to look out for this coming week? We have a very, 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 very special guest who is going to come on the pod for we we're like ninety percent sure it's going to be episode thirty. Uh, we know, yeah, you know, yeah. this is episode twenty nine. I can, in the foreseeable future, I think episode thirty is probably going to be the episode where we interview this very special person. But it could be episode thirty one or thirty two. Who knows? But anyway, we this week are going to be interviewing. Fonzie, introduce him. From the University of Massachusetts, Lowell. He currently lives in a residence in Middleton, Massachusetts. He's a little taller than me. Timmy, the guy who's talking to the TD Garden, held the Stanley Cup. King! Timmy King will be joining the crew here at TBR Sports. He, he's, a, he's a big face in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, we're really excited to have him on the show coming up. He's got a lot of interesting stories to tell. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you've seen his Instagram, he held the Stanley Cup, and there's a real great story behind that one. We're but uh, you find know, out just, how he did it. Just Next a lovable week, guy. <laughs> just a lovable guy. You know, it's gonna be great to have him on the podcast, and uh, we're excited for you guys to hear his stories. Next week on Blossom, Timothy King joins us. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, Timmy King, really influential for uh, just like high school kids in Massachusetts, you know, very involved in a lot of different projects, a lot of different stuff. He's a huge fan of TBR. He's been dying to come on the podcast for a while now. And now that 
quarantine is a thing. Uh, we actually have the time to all get on a call and uh, record a podcast with him. Uh, granted, it won't be in person, but he we'll get it. We'll get him, you know. Yeah, face, no, it's going to work out. Something. It's going to work out. But yeah, so we're excited for that interview. And also, uh, we are going to be interviewing just a bunch of other people. Uh, um, we, we'll disclose like who it is for now to keep the suspense building. Uh, we're not going to give away all our secrets because people tend to steal whatever we do. So we're just going to, you know, keep that tucked away in the in the vault for now. We'll keep it in the back pocket. But uh, yeah, we have two interviews coming up this week. Uh, another one was some, uh, an athlete who reached out to TBR who was, you know, said they were a fan of the show and said if they were ever looking to have a guest on that they would be more than happy to. So uh, that person is going to be coming on the podcast uh, probably next week or, or later this week uh, at some point. So just be on the lookout. We've got a nice little uh, nice little line up of interviews coming up. And then we also just have these new podcasts we're doing and uh, and this podcast, which will continue to to run as as regularly scheduled. Yeah, you know, we 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 reached out. We got our own interviews. We worked for them. And, uh, you know, we're excited. I actually just... didn't reach out to the second guy. Which second cool. guy, that was different. Second but, you know, <laughs> we've, we've been in talks with Timmy for a while, and we're excited to talk with him about, you know, his fun stories of the TD Garden and uh, meeting players, getting courtside, you know, just having an all-around good time. He's a hell of a guy. It's going to be a great episode, and uh, I can't wait to film it. Brendan, wrap this up right now. Let's do it. Yeah, so thank you all for tuning in to episode 29. You know, quickie, quickie but a goodie. That's what we'll, that's what we'll call it. Uh, episode 28 is out now, so go check it out. Uh, go check out the Robbie Carpenter's TBR Morning Show recorded at night. Go check out the Socially Distant Podcast and go check out Crunch Time with Colin Cater. And obviously continue to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and listen to this podcast because it's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, this has been episode 29. We appreciate you for listening. Have a great rest of the night, great rest of the week. And we'll see you next time, boys. How you feel? How you feel? 19 ran up myself a couple mil. I remember days I couldn't afford a meal. Now I ran me up a check and I ain't even signed a deal. Bitch, you could have been around. But you turn your back on me, you did a spin.